0: welcome to the conversation of money podcast this is the weekly show where we talk about all things money and finance and where we give you information to help you make the best financial decisions possible so if you want to buy your first home you want to be better with money you want to learn how to invest where to begin this is the show for you i'm your host peter Komalafe. i'm so thrilled to have you here so without further ado let's get going with this week's show hey what's going on guys uh welcome to this episode of the podcast uh this is show number 53 and i've been thinking about what i want to do for this episode um particularly because we are so close to the end of the year right now and i know many people are looking forward to the new year i certainly am i can't wait to get to january 1st and know that there's a new we're almost starting the clock again really and it's uh, it's a fresh race it's a fresh start and in thinking about what I wanted this episode to be about. Um, I had a ton of ideas and then I kept coming back to the concept of Monopoly. And I know this sounds weird. I know it sounds weird. It will all make sense shortly. Um, But I couldn't help but coming back to the concept of Monopoly. Now, I'm sure you've probably played Monopoly at some point in your life and you know what the rules are. And I do want to relate this to what will be the new year in a matter of weeks. Um, And we're going to have a break soon, which means that we can all get our heads down, you know, get our heads together, gather our thoughts and start to essentially formulate some plans, some goals, some objectives for 2021. But Monopoly is at the forefront of my mind because... I remember, I'm very, very competitive. So I remember playing Monopoly and I never, ever, ever used to like losing, like most people don't, right? And you want to buy properties in the most desirable uh, parts on the board and you want people to land on it so you can essentially take their money and earn some income. And, you know, thinking about that game, it kind of got me thinking that the new year is an opportunity for us to pass go again. It's the start of something new. And when I started thinking about the concept of monopoly and the fact that we're about to pass go yet again for another year, you have already done this circuit this year and it's been challenging, I started thinking about how people live life and treat their finances and how it would translate if we, will, if we likened it to monopoly. Let me explain, let me explain. So in monopoly, you pass go and the idea is that you land on properties, you buy them, and you always want to have the most desirable properties, right? Because they are the ones that cost the most money. So if someone lands on it, you essentially get the ability to charge rent for that. And you have a choice, right? So you land on it, if you've got enough cash, you can actually buy it. And you know, you're trying to acquire assets. And I started to think about how many people go through life picking up their monthly paycheck and never, never on their circuit round the monopoly board of life actually buy assets. I mean, how many of us actually buy assets? I know that there was a time where I certainly never bought assets. I would literally just spend the money. I'd land on somebody else's property and property in this case will be the Louis Vuitton uh, sort of drive and the designer uh, houses and all of this stuff, the cars and the watches and clothes and all this kind of stuff, right? Those are properties that we land on every single day in our day-to-day lives, yet don't own anything. So essentially, we're we're buying all this stuff, and we're landing on somebody else's property, pay, paying them rent, because you just landed on it. And whilst, unlike in Monopoly, you have to pay the rent, because those are the rules, we're making a conscious, or maybe subconscious, decision to land on these properties, and actually spend our money with these guys, but how much of it are we actually acquiring? So my question here is, or maybe not a question, but the the, the idea that I wanna put put across here is, imagine playing Monopoly and never once buying an asset on the board. How screwed would you be playing that game if everybody else owns all of the property, all of the assets? How do you expect to get ahead? And the great thing about monopoly is, well, you, you pretty much get one shot at buying those properties, particularly if you're going for the high high value properties, right? the Mayfairs. You only get one shot because if you don't get it the first time round and somebody else gets it, it is very unlikely that it's going to come back on the market and you're going to be able to capitalize. Very, very unlikely. And if you land on it, you've got to pay rent. You have to pay rent. So how many of us went through 2020? And never once bought an asset, never once bought a property, but ended up paying rent when we landed on somebody else's. How many of us have done that? And I guess this is the challenge that I want to issue in this episode. What are we going to do next year? Because we're just about, we're getting ready to pass go. What is our intention next year in 2021 to ensure we acquire some property because let's face it right life is is in such a way where the rules reset well and at least in this context for the monopoly the rules can reset january 1st so when we pass go what are we aiming for on that monopoly board are we aiming for old street or are we aiming for mayfair what are we aiming for what is the goal what is the objective and you know, if you listen to me here on the podcast and you watch me on YouTube, you know that I'm all about goals and plans and having some kind of idea of what it is that you, that you want to achieve, where, where are you go to? You can't leave the house and not have a map or an objective or destination. That dictates everything. So I guess in this episode... I kind of want to ask this question. What are your plans for next year? What assets are you looking to acquire next year? How are you going to do it? How are you going to structure your finances to enable you to do this? Really, have you thought about it? If you haven't, think about it. One thing that I've certainly learned from this year, and this is something that I'm sharing on um, Andy Webb's uh, podcast. I will give a link to his podcast in the description below. Um, He asked me to contribute to um, a session which other podcast hosts are going to be contributing to. But the session or the segment is basically what have you learned from 2020? And I share three things that I've learned this year. And I'm going to share them here because I think that many people will be able to relate to this. The first thing that I learned this year is that, you know, your emergency fund saves you and it can save you. And it definitely saved me this year. Absolutely without question. And we talk about emergency funds, and I know it can be really, really boring, but ultimately, when it really comes down to the need to have one, when you really, really need it, you're more thankful that you've got it and needed it than I need it and oh my God, I've not got it. And an emergency fund for me was exactly the same for months and months and months, and almost like a year. I was obsessing, saying, oh, "I really need an emergency fund," really not really knowing what's going to happen. But putting the time, being disciplined, and actually putting money away into an emergency fund, only for this to happen this year, and be thankful that I did have one. And you know, in this, there are always lessons, and I'm sure that many people listening to this will be able to relate. Will be able to, you know, be like, "Yeah, thank God I have that two grand parked, you know, aside." because if I hadn't, it would have been credit cards or overdraft, all these things that cost more money in in the long run. These things that are difficult to get out of once you get into them. So for me, one of the, the key lessons that I've learned this year is that your emergency fund can save you. And it definitely saved me. I started off this year in a really, really good job, earning really, really good money, lots of disposable income, comfortable. You know, I had a plan, but the plan had to change with COVID once I lost my job. And the plan had to change drastically. It meant that I had to have a look at my finances, you know, with a fine tooth comb, put it underneath the, the magnifying glass and really have a look at things and really restructure and really try to make sense of what was going to be the best position for me to be in, in order to build, you know, out the podcast and the YouTube channel and some of the other stuff that I'm trying to do for a business point of view. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I'm sure that you've had your own lessons, but for me, the emergency fund saving me really has been one of the biggest lessons this year. The second biggest lesson that I've learned this year is the fact that, and this is going to sound cliche, but, you know, one income is not enough. It really, really is not enough. It does not give you security. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought I, you know, I, I knew this in the back of my mind. Subconsciously, I knew this. However, doing something about it when you're busy with life, when you're busy building a business or you're busy in a career that you come home and you've got family, you've got uh, relatives, you've got you know children that you need to look after. Diverting your attention to something else can be extremely difficult because you've just worked a really, really hard day at work. The last thing you wanna do is focus on developing a side hustle and spending three to four hours to try and build that when you know that actually from a month to month basis, although, it's not guaranteed. You've got a good amount of money coming in to cover your needs. So for me, having lost my job, it was a real wake-up call in really understanding that one income is not enough. In order for us to achieve financial security, financial stability, financial freedom, financial independence, whatever combination of words you want to use, it's really important that we have more than one One source of income. We have to be able to diversify our income in as many ways as possible. And whether that means, you know, building a side hustle or, you know, building an Etsy store or uh, utilizing your skills in craft or photography or videography, whatever that might be, whether you're an advertising expert or media expert, how you can utilize those skills to generate additional income is going to be key moving forward into 2021. Have you thought about this? I'm sure that you probably have and you've got it in the back of your mind, but what are you going to do about it? This episode is all about setting goals. It's looking back in hindsight, thinking what have I learned this year and what goals do I need to set to ensure that I'm not going to be in the same position that I'm in right now when we roll around to December 2021. So that's my second lesson. You know, We need more than one income. My third Third lesson from this year is that new things are scary, but they're not that scary. And I say that because if you followed me on this, on this podcast and you followed my journey, you will know this is something that I've thought about doing for a very, very long time. Not just the podcast. I mean, the podcast was a little bit of a, of a surprise this year, to be honest. Um, but providing information, financial education in the way that I am right now across social media has been something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I just didn't know whether it would work or not. I didn't know if it was viable. I didn't know if people would be interested to listen, to hear. And this is the funny thing when you talk about money and finances, because it's not the sexiest, most important topic by any means or any measure of the imagination. And I was speaking to a a couple of fellow content creators here, on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and that episode will come out next year, we were talking about the fact of, you know, how much attention does a content like this actually uh, receive in the bigger picture? So looking at the, the big, big scale of things, you know, population and the amount of attention that content like this receives. Unfortunately, it's not superficial. So it's not like, you know, uh, Mercedes, for example, if you go on Instagram or any of these social media places, you're talking about you know luxury brands, of course that's getting attention. If you um, have a look at anything that is aspirational, of course that's getting attention. And maybe we need to reframe money in a certain way. Um, certain segments of the financial content that we push out or that is pushed out across social media gets attention. But the real basic fundamental stuff that really forms the foundation of our financial standing, that does not receive attention. And the prime example that we gave in this conversation or was given in this conversation was Dave Ramsey. I'm sure many people may have heard of Dave Ramsey. So Dave Ramsey is probably the biggest financial uh, content creator on the planet. His podcast is wildly, wildly successful. I would love one day to have this get that big, but you know, he's, he's taken it to another level. And, you know, if you consider the amount of people in the United States, you know, hundreds of millions of people in the United States, his podcast is one of the most popular on the planet and his podcast only receives about a million downloads. Now that sounds like a lot, right? A million downloads. And it is a lot. I wish I had a million downloads on this, on this podcast every year right? But per episode, he gets about a million downloads. But if you if you zoom out and you just take a very, very high level view and you look at those million downloads in comparison to the population of the United States, you come to one conclusion. Nobody's really paying attention. Nobody's really listening. Because what he's picking up is something like, 0.1% of the population. And the same can be said for the UK. How many people out of the entire population are paying attention to financial content? You are because you're listening to this right now and it may be really relevant to you right now. But in the wider picture, things like money management, things like, you know, all these foundations that we speak about can often go amiss because there's other things that warrant attention in life. And what I want to try and challenge you guys to think about is why is that? Why is that? And what could you change? Would you change? Would you like to change in order to make sure that you have more of a cognizant effort in making sure that your finances are in place because the benefits of having healthy finances are so, 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 so tangible. Just think about from a mental health, health point of view. We know that people who have financial worries or financial difficulties are 4.6 times more likely to be suffering from anxiety, 4.1 times more likely to be going through depression. We know this. We know that there is a connection between the two. However, a lot of it sometimes flies below the radar So what would you do what can you do to ensure that next year through 2021 covid is still going to persist we know that the vaccine has been approved now that's going to be shipped out but it's going to take a while for us to get back to the way things were the job market right now is absolutely flooded if you've been in a position where you've lost your job kind of like me and you want to get back into the workplace there is so much more competition now and with so much more competition, it means that you're not going to get the wages that you may have got before because there's so much more competition and employees, employers can afford to be more picky around what they offer, who they pick. They have more power now. So in this interim period where we're trying to transition from where we are right now to back to normality, the questions are these. Number one, what have we learned? What do we need to change? Number two, In 2021, we're about to pass go again. What assets are you intending to pick up? You're only going to be able to buy assets on this monopoly board by having some really good controls over your finances and an intentional, intentional mission, goal, objective to do so in 2021. If you cross go without having your eye on that Mayfair property, you are not going to get it. I can tell you that right now. You need to have intentions right now because when you finally get there, you need to know that you've got the facilities, the money, the the, the capability to acquire that property, whatever it might be. And for some people, that Mayfair property may be just simply beginning to invest in the stock market. It may be save for a deposit so that they can actually get on the, on the property ladder. It may be having six-month emergency funds saved up. It may be paying down debt. It may be just making sure that they sit down with partner themselves or whoever and looking through their finances to make sure that they have control. These things don't have to be complicated, guys. They can be very, very simple, very, very basic. But I strongly believe that we should not underestimate the power that having healthy finances in 2021 can have on number one, our well being, and number two, how our year goes next year. We have to be smarter. We have to find ourselves in a better position than we were in this year. That is my goal. That is my personal goal. And that is my goal for you in the new year. How are we going to be better? How are we going to be stronger at this juncture next year? And you know what? For me personally, I'm going to get into uh, goal setting mode. And in the new year, we are going to you know, look at episodes where we go on to this goal setting journey. We're like, how do we actually do that? How do we actually do that? How do we set goals, robust goals? And we're going to have guest appearances of people that are going to help us set those goals, or at least people that can give us the tools, things that we can do, give us the vehicle in order to achieve those goals. There's a a whole roster of things planned in January. But for this episode, this is the question I hope that you will take time to think about it. We're about to cross that go on January 1st. What properties are we going to buy? What plans are we going to make with our finances to ensure that we can acquire those properties because look how can you play monopoly and not buy any of the any any property how can you you're never going to win this comes back to you know a, a euphemism that i use when it comes to uh, i don't know you whether euphemism is actually the apt word to actually use to describe this but it goes back to something that i commonly and have said throughout this year money is a language we have to understand the language of money, or in other words, if you're going to keep on the gaming theme, we have to understand the rules to this game. We have to, because if you don't understand the rules to the game, you're going to get wiped out, and that's why education is so key. And that's why I'm so thankful for a lot of you guys listening to this podcast week in week out, messaging me, telling me what impact this this podcast has had on you guys, and for sharing this. I know many of you share this with friends, families, relatives, um, and try to get the word out. And I appreciate you for this. And, you know, fundamentally, this is what it boils down to. This will make a difference. This will make the difference next year. What are our plans? What do we intend to do? What property are we looking to acquire in 2021? This has been very, very short, very, very brief, but I hope that it's given you some food for thought. And, you know, if you're playing Monopoly over Christmas, that will be a reminder to this conversation that you've just listened to right now. But guys, next week is going to be the last episode for this year. I've got something special planned and I can't wait to deliver it to you guys. But have an amazing week. I know that it's the week before Christmas. I'll be flying out to Dubai on the 21st. So, By the time the episode comes out on Monday morning, on that 21st, I will be on a plane um, and I'll be back in the new year. But as ever, I appreciate you guys so much for all of the support this year. I really, really do. This podcast has grown way beyond what I thought it could have grown to and I'm excited for 2021 and I'm excited to deliver more value to you guys I've had some amazing feedback by the way on Instagram around some of the ideas for perhaps one of the seasons I've got planned for next year Um, I've got to have a look at some of the finer details in terms of how I do this so I'm not breaching any regulatory barriers but if I can pull it off it will be really really interesting And I may need some of you guys to contribute, but there'll be more about that next year. But guys, this is the last week heading into Christmas. Thank you so much for your support this year. I hope that you found this episode useful. Um, We'll speak next Monday. Have a great week.